one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we are delving into those salty mines of the Magic the Gathering subreddits, finding the saltiest posts we can find. We want salty stories, salty confessionals, and then we're bringing them back up in our mine cart and sharing them with you all, our prospectors. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I am here joined today with my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, that one. <laughs> nice. And wow. ladies, you can't, we can't, come on. Well, I thought he was saying hello, gentlemen, because we <laughs> you, are You guys gentlemen. are the gentlemen. I was actually chatting. <laughs> I was chatting with these two guys that I climb with, and they literally were like, you're like old. You're like, you're like a, an actual millennial. And I was like, fuck, well, I guess when you put it that way. <laughs> so, Thanks, guys. An actual millennial. <laughs> Ouch. You're not that old, Tony. You're 31, I, right? You well, just turned 31? I, you know, I noticed the other day, like I was filling out some form where they asked for my birthday and I like, I needed to scroll, like not once, like <laughs> scroll a little bit to get to the, the birthday. And I was like, wow, I guess, I guess we're getting there, huh? <laughs> Those forms are always ridiculous because they start with the current year and you're like, I know yeah. that this is just something that's coded into the template, but like what baby's filling out the yeah. form, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't think there's a newborn coming in and you know, Agreed. filling out your membership card for fucking Sam's club or anything. Yeah. <laughs> for real. You've got a club, Sam? <laughs> yeah. It's it's called the Patreon. The Howling Salt Mine Patreon. Hey! Find us at www.patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine. We have a Discord. We have monthly new episodes. People we are have... talking about it. It's yeah. in it. It's cool. People are doing it. It's fun. We play games with each other sometimes. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about cards. It actually is super fun. It's, like, yeah, like cheesy <laughs> fake advertisement aside, it's been a blast. I think in our last episode we we talked about how it would be a blast because it wasn't actually set up yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> those manifestations really worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those manifestations did work. I mean, now now that it is actually here, it is great, and uh, and I love it. It's a ton of fun. It's it's almost completely replaced our regular magic discord that <laughs> yeah. we had um which is funny whenever one of us actually posts in that i'm like who the fuck is posting in our old discord <laughs> get in there like a tumbleweed rolls by you're like what is this place i do love it though it's a great little community i'm super thankful for everybody who's joined and you know if if you're on the fence about it come on in we just chat about magic cards all day we show pictures of our cute pets um support each other and be cool friends it's great i love the pet channel a lot <laughs> yeah the pet yeah, channel, the pet is, channel is clutch That's, people have yeah. like great pictures of their pets too and i'm like here for it <laughs> oh my god yeah there's some beautiful animals there's some lovely little kitty cats on there <laughs> <laughs> i feel like davy crushes that channel he's got like the best little pet pics. Yeah. the bow tie bow, yeah the bow tie yeah. on his dog it's festive 
It's so <laughs> <Right>. good. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> well, you probably could tell from the title of this episode, but this is another mail time episode. We are going to be reading uh, some of that listener mail, some of those sweet, sweet, salty stories that we receive from our listeners and, you know, spreading our wisdom. But Sam, what's salt? That's a great question, Tony. Salt so you're is... going to yell at me? You like gave it a second? I was like, <laughs> did I, was I not supposed to ask? See, I, that's all I need to do now. You just throw me off your head. I just head. give you a second of silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, salt is... Let's see. What is salt, huh? Salt is when... <laughs> salt is when you're setting up your Patreon and you're so ready for it to launch and then you realize that no one can get into the discord for the first 24 hours <laughs> and you're yes. fucking flipping out and and like googling everything and just being like did I, what did i do wrong and people are like huh i can't get into the discord immediately can i and i'm like oh my god i'm sorry i'm so sorry but then you realize it's just because it's the first day of the month <laughs> yeah oh my god that okay joking aside that does make me salty apparently patreon like the delay with the discord thing is normal. And then when I was Googling it, it was like, also, if it's the first of the month, it'll just take way longer for some reason. And I was like, cool. We launched our Patreon on December 1st. That's <laughs> great. That's going to be really good for me. You also think like they put something up somewhere. Cause it's definitely all about like, that's when yeah. they'd be collecting paychecks. Right. So it's like on this day, like we have like system delays, like, how easy would that be to stick in a banner somewhere so that you like don't do that? Yeah, or even have it be in like the Patreon signup message for the patrons coming in. Yeah, you know, because they didn't. They were like, "I think I'm fucking up the Discord Patreon connection." It's like, I don't think you are. I think it's on my end. So it's this yeah. big mystery of like, is it on your end? Is it on my end? Yeah. <laughs> just like, and a when that stuff happens, game. I'm just like, I did it wrong, and I'm bad. You know, like I just get so in my head about it. And it, it was at like 8.30 and I had a nine o'clock meeting and I was like, I got to figure this out right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the worst because then you're like crunching to try and get something done just before you have to like, uh, oh my God, I fucking hate that. It was awful. Shout out to Brett for being oh, the yeah. first person in the Patreon. Like Brett and Pat joined up super, super fast. And because of that, Brett let us know that this was an issue. And we were able to like troubleshoot it with him because we'd be like, are you in yet? And he's like, nope, not yet. And we're like, fuck, it's still a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just like constantly an issue. What you doing over there, Mike? What's going on? You're muted. You've been muted for like five minutes. I'm sorry. I fixed it. It's fixed. You know how to V look up now? We've, it's finally looked up V <laughs> and I can be done with it. Thank God. Nice. What is, what is this little project you're working on? Um... I was fixing how we were tracking what card was the salty card of the week. The one responsibility that I have, uh, <laughs> I finally have effectively <laughs> solved for. Uh, so that's good. Hey, that's great. Right before the end of the first quarter, too. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, my manager is going to give me a glowing performance review for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we're in our second quarter, technically. Really? No, no, we're still we haven't decided quarter. our fiscal year yet. Yeah, this true. is true. <laughs> I guess it only just started because we only just started making money. <laughs> 
and by making money i mean you know covering our our costs already costs <laughs> yeah backfilling all the costs we've already incurred yeah <laughs> we're only sort of in the red mostly yeah it wasn't a big one but one of the ones i have that's just sitting on my desk is i bought like a fuckload of rain of salt like i just like bought a bunch of these <laughs> cards that. and i love that you actually can see on <laughs> mtg stocks the day that i bought them because you see like a spike and then it comes back down <laughs> <laughs> manipulating the market yeah <laughs> It's like it's real. I did the same with sewing salt and salt blast, and I used them as like the backdrop for my photos on Instagram. And somebody commented, I forget who it was, but somebody commented and they were like, What? No rain of salt? And I was like, Tony bought them all. Like, they're... <laughs> when I went to go buy them, there was literally none left that I could find. Tony bought every single rain of salt that was up at the time. That's amazing. Cornered the market. Yeah, you're not getting reimbursed for that, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I figured. <laughs> Some of those early expenditures, we just we're just eating them. Those were yeah, just yeah. for fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll give those away someday, maybe. Who knows? No, we won't. Yeah, probably. Not. I don't know. It's a, that's a lot of like mail logistics. You never know. They've got so much sentimental value at this point as well. <laughs> this is true i've just been staring at them every day on my desk that yeah. makes them more valuable it's gaining <laughs> anyways well speaking of mail yeah there we go oh, dude <laughs> wow oh my yeah. god Our, Got which, which that topic was so seamless i'm not even sure what topic or that that segue was so seamless <laughs> i'm not even sure what topic we're on anymore are we still talking about mail are we Can't talking even about questions speak straight anymore like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about transitions yeah. Well, I'll edit that out so no one else will know that I fucked up my words. I made a, a word mistake. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get into it, guys. Want to do some questions here? Oh, sure I do. do. You know it. Here's the salt that never falls. It makes me want to tap my vault. When it comes, I must exalt salt. Just busting it out quick this time. Not a lot of fanfare for that one. You want fanfare? Here's the salt that oh, never <laughs> falls. It makes me want to tap my vault. When it comes, I must exalt salt. Jazzy. We're moving ever closer to, again, that like, you know, hey, um, well, welcome back to the Hell Exalt Mine. <laughs> I don't know why we always go here, but. Like... <laughs> yeah, that nasally, like, yeah. old-timey radio, carny yes. kind of thing yeah. yeah i guess it's just our vibe i'm into it it is our vibe it please is. don't kill my vibe <laughs> all right now that we are <laughs> screeching to a grinding halt <laughs> let's get into a question we're really covering a lot of ground today love that so this one comes to us from a reddit friend accidental tpk also a patron on the show what's up dude you guys aren't going to say hi? What the fuck? Well, I, I felt like you provided so much hype. Yeah, <laughs> there was, that was a lot of context. I was going to be like, yo, I know that guy. Yeah, you were <laughs> gonna and you should have. Well, I gave a... They can't see the, like, you know, <laughs> what I'm giving, gag. but, like, I gave it to him. Yeah, Tony gave a middle finger to the camera. No, that's... <laughs> fuck you. Tony, oh my gosh. Tony, that was fucked up, dude. You guys yeah. suck. <laughs> super, super nice, too. You don't yeah. Have to, you know. Man, wow. that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh what what did he say <laughs> <laughs> all right uh accidental tpk comes to us with two stories 
this week. Two, count them, two salty stories. One, two. Wow. This will definitely be passed along to your manager. (laughs) (laughs) Outrageous behavior. (laughs) Fuck. Need you to settle down. All right, let's do that take again. God, fucking yeah. Let me get this guy out of here. Well, welcome back to the Howling Salt Mine. Nice. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's dig into this one. Hello, salt miners. I'm a big fan of the show, and I've been binging it for the last two weeks. But now I'm caught up, so I thought I'd share a couple salty stories with you. Love it. Love to hear that people are binging our shit. Story one is titled Spontaneous Salt Genesis. I run a golem deck that has Itch Techic, Salvage Splicer, and Rebeck, Architect of Ascension, as partner commanders. Because of Rebecca's ability, I've included artifacts from zero to eight mana costs evenly spread through the deck to give my artifacts the best chance of being protected. The deck is pretty mid as far as power goes, but one member of my pod hates Rebecca so much. He will save all of his targeted removal for Rebecca. Counterspells, destroy, exile, you name it. He will let me do whatever as long as I don't cast her. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds shitty. Just let him play it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think, do we have anything like this in our pod? Like, do we have anything that gets someone so salty that they save removal for it? Do you guys ever like save removal? Because you're like, oh, I know Tony's going to be dropping down, blah, blah, blah. I feel like you guys are saving removal for Paco, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you're right. I definitely am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it just becomes an artifact of like knowing the deck well enough that we certainly have those. So if it's like, like Prismatic Bridge even got that way where it's yeah. like, 100%. if the bridge lands, just got to get rid of it immediately. And then yeah. it, it, especially for decks like that, that are kind of like mana hungry or like takes a lot to do that. And it's like really relying on it. It's just like, it's such a buzzkill. Like it makes playing that deck so sad. Like I don't play bridge anymore because they don't let me fans. <laughs> but I also think that for us, those are mostly decks where like, if that piece stays on the board, it just gets out of hand with the value really quickly. Like prismatic bridge Paco, like they're all things that just like rip you free cards, Yeah, which Rebecca is like totally not doing. So it's a different sort of threat where it's protecting your pieces, but uh, it is it is a little bit different, I think. Well, I actually is... don't remember. Is Itchtechic also an artifact? Um, no. It's just oh, like a human artifact. Just a splicer. Yeah. yeah, I think splicers are, are non-artifacts, generally. Gotcha. I mean, it's certainly a pretty powerful torque. effect, right? Like, I get why someone would not want that to stick around. It's interesting that it warps how this other player uses their removal like they're holding up removal to get rid of Rebecca when it comes down and and not removing artifacts like <laughs> the whole point of Rebecca <laughs> is that it protects your other artifacts and this this other player is like well i'm not going to remove those artifacts because i got to save this removal for Rebecca when when she comes down it's like all right she's doing the same shit in the command zone <laughs> for free yeah for free <laughs> so don't even have to cast for zero her. mana it's an eminence it's an eminence ability yeah <laughs> yeah i think at that point like the blinders are on too tight you know what i mean like yeah. i think sometimes you can get like tunnel vision for um you can get tunnel vision with your threat assessment 
And it sounds like that's what's going on here. Like you are way too focused on this one effect and you really need to look at the board in general, you know, to Mm. be effective, you have to be casting out all these other artifacts for Rebecca to even provide that protection. Maybe we should read Rebecca too, because it is a sort of specific effect. It's hinted at by the male itself because he mentions running different artifacts, but it's worth knowing. Did you just call accidental TPK the male? <laughs> I meant I meant the male, like like what was mailed in. <laughs> oh man, that is funny though. I feel like people. I feel like there's enough like neck beards out there unironically saying female that it would be very funny to start doing that with male to counterbalance that. <laughs> All right, so Rebecca is. Rebecca, Architect of Ascension, a three colorless mana, one white mana for a three, four legendary creature, human artificer. It has partner, of course. And it also says artifacts you control have protection from each converted mana cost among artifacts you control. So if you play a zero cost artifact, your artifacts can't be hit by zero cost things, so on and so forth. A three, you got a three cost out, three cost things cannot target your stuff or deal damage, or whatever. You know, protection. All the shit that comes with protection. So, I mean, it's a powerful ability. I think it's really, really powerful if you have artifact creatures out, because the protection is like, your creatures are unblockable, they're not taking damage, you know. Obviously, you want to have, like, a pretty good density from, like, one to four, so you're giving yourself protection from the vast majority of removal spells out there. You can't you can't neglect running uh, exactly one at nine though, right? For dodge those blasphemous acts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what even is that? What artifact that's useful costs nine mana? Chroma's memorial. Doria, I got this, guys. I'll just Google MTG. Fuck you, Sam. Artifact cost nine. <laughs> but there's such an elegant scryfall search for it. <laughs> so I'm trying nice. to think if I could think of any Dark Steel Forge, which is probably useful to run anyway. Oh, Mycosynth Lattice, Phyrexian Triniform, Portal to Phyrexia. This card is nuts. Oh yeah, that that's dope. That's a new one, right? Yeah, that card is so cool. Okay, all we've proven is that Rebecca is fucking OP. Counter her every time. <laughs> <laughs> every fucking time. No. No, I think Rebecca is totally fine. Itchy Tekic. Well, Itch Tekic. We call him Itchy Tekic. I don't know why. Yeah, we do. Because he's itchy. Because <laughs> he's itchy. Um, that's the one to really watch out for. That one gets like cr- fucking crazy value. Tony yeah. has an, an Itch Tekic Togo deck that I made him for Secret Santa yeah, last I mean, it's year. I, it's I. Yeah, I mean, it's not as good now, but when I made it, it was really good. <laughs> So I upgraded it. <laughs> Tony downgraded. He tuned it down for the pod, you know? That's nice. That's sweet yeah, of him. It's a little too intense. Uh, but that thing's a fucking beast, man. You start sacking some artifacts. Like, you you bust out some treasure shenanigans, and your board is like... Or your stacked. opponents bust out some treasure shenanigans. Like, that's the thing that I think I always forget, and we as a table usually forget. Like, it's yeah. any artifact hitting. Yeah. Uh, and and but just to that's a say what each uh, tech does... When it comes in, it makes a golem token. And then every single time an artifact goes into a graveyard, like yours, your opponents, anyone, you put a plus one, plus one counter on all golems you control and it's techic. 
So it just gets like crazy snowball value. If your opponents are doing treasure shenanigans, it's insane. We almost always forget that it triggers for other people too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By we, I mean, Tony. Yep. Got him. Except Got when him. I do it and you're like, that, that trick is for, <laughs> it's always you and I asking Matt, which is funny because you built it and I play <laughs> I <know>. it. Because <laughs> I didn't consider it when I built it. So I was goldfishing it so much. Love that. Well, what do we think about the salt rating here? Fucking high salt, man. Very yeah. high salt. Anytime that like an entire behavior is changed uh, with no exceptions, that's that seems like high salt to me. Like in a normal situation, the context changes things. The context means, oh, I might need to hold my removal for this. Oh, I might actually want this player to have Rebecca out. Context changes things. But if someone is dead set on a certain mentality, there's always a grain of salt kind of you know wearing away at that situation i think yeah for me it's like when you got some like nice food and like it doesn't need salt like you're like adding unnecessary salt like it's it's just not needed in this scenario like because that also is kind of a spicy brew like i like that concept i like that too what i want to know i want to know the genesis of the salt Mm -hmm. like this this story is titled spontaneous salt genesis take me back to that original genesis what was that Mm -hmm. game where accidental TPK's opponent got so salty, so tilted <laughs> that forever they were like, when Rebecca comes down, I'm going to destroy them. Like, I, yeah. I just must. I must get rid of Rebecca. That's a good point. That would be curious and good to know. Well, shall we move on to the second salty story? Yeah, doubleheader. Lay it on me. This one is titled Low Powered, and it goes... I had recently gotten a friend into Commander, but he had only played 1v1. In order to expose him to the full experience of Commander, I decided to take him to an LGS with another buddy of mine. We sat down at a table, and a random player asked if he could join, and we agreed. We told him that one of our pod was brand new and was playing with an unaltered precon, so we would pick decks with a lower power level. I have a feeling I know where this is going. Yeah, (laughs) me too. It's like a tale as old as time. Yeah. Yeah. The new player played the Wyleth Soul of Steel precon. My other friend picks his human tribal, and I played Corona False God Aura deck. Now I know that the power level debate is vague, and the power level of a deck is subjective, but this rando hears what we said and slaps down a motherfucking first sliver, sliver tribal deck <laughs> and proceeds to bub stomp us. Luckily, this story has a happy ending. The rando says he has time for one more game and says he's pulling out his CDH deck. (laughs) (laughs) Me and the veteran player had a nonverbal agreement in that moment to fuck this player over for being a dick two games in a row. (laughs) (laughs) New player played AC. The veteran played Jarena Kudrow, Human Tribal, different different one from the last game. And I played Tiamat, Dragon Tribal. Mm. Blew that player out of the water and the AC (laughs) deck was able to pull a win after that. (laughs) <laughs> that's great I, yeah like the highlight of this story is the moment when they silently turn to each other and be like we gotta fuck this guy right yeah they're just like <laughs> just like nodding and like <laughs> locking eyes like, we know, it. just in like we the know moment what to do. that has never that's something that's never happened to me i gotta say um i mean i don't play at a lot of lgs's so i don't really encounter pub stompers i think the only time i ever really got pub stomp was like a really long time ago. God, maybe like eight years ago when I used to play at an LGS called The Wiz, which some people might know in like the greater Boston area. 
I only know it Worcester as the area? musical. Yeah, I don't know it. Um, but anyways, that was the only time I got pub stomp. Somebody was like, hey, you guys want to play co- some commander games? And we were like, yeah, totally. This is back when my deck still sucked ass. And this dude busted out like a Nekusar deck and just like shredded us. And we were just, <laughs> we like turned to each other and we were like, yeah, like let's beat on this guy. But we still lost. Like we were just trying to, <laughs> we're just trying to survive. It was less like, yeah, let's fucking get this guy. It was more like, oh my God, what can we do? <laughs> can we do anything? <laughs> How do we survive? <laughs> yeah. I love those moments. I also think it's a hell of an introduction for this new player. Uh, to bring them in and right. you know it does kind of show you're going to run into some characters out there in the world playing EDH and you're going to run into people that want to bring stupidly high powered stuff to a pod that doesn't need it in the moment so not a bad introduction honestly if a little bit disappointing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah busting out the CDH deck is just always so weird to me yeah I, 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 I would never that. want to play a CDH deck into non CDH decks just doesn't yeah. feel it just doesn't feel right it just doesn't well, sound it, fun yeah it, yeah exactly you're like even if i even if i've i've had one or two games where i unintentionally was like above what everybody else was playing and like it doesn't feel good you're just like oh you literally can't do anything so yeah. i am just going to win right now <laughs> yeah especially with the, like new the game player. is over <laughs> one of the things i hate most and this transcends games too is like if you're playing against someone that's new in a game and you're trying to teach them something and then you get to a state where you're like okay well you can't really do much yeah. about what i've got <laughs> going on uh sorry like i'm just about to beat you here's why and the other player is like oh okay that sucks <laughs> why am i playing this <laughs> like that's the worst i, I hate that <laughs> yeah right and and that's something that exists i mean i guess you can find it in video games and stuff like that but it feels very unique to tcgs in a way because like if i'm you know if i'm playing like frisbee with somebody there's no moment in a frisbee game where i'm like uh you just can't you can't do anything (laughs) anymore i've beaten you it's over you know (laughs) like like, that just doesn't happen I don't know. It's just very strange. Like I, I completely agree. I really don't like it when I'm playing a deck that's too powerful. Like I remember I did a, a tune up with my Gabe Guru of the Spores deck a while ago. This is maybe like during COVID uh, in 2020, and was playing against you guys. And I had put, <laughs> I had put Defense of the Heart in it and Protean oh, Hulk yeah. in it. Yeah, and it was just like. The way that the game ended when I played one of those was like so boring. You know, I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I'll defense of the heart. And you guys were like, can anyone get rid of it? Nope. All right. I, I guess the game's over. It's I like, like also everybody uh, else like, doesn't care, which makes it feel bad. It's like, okay, so we're just going to play another one now, right? Like, yeah, like they don't care. Like you're like popping off and they don't give a shit. Because there's like no hope. There's like no hope in stopping it, you know? I think there's also an element of it being like some of those combo things are like it is like the line. There's like yeah. one or two lines. Like everybody knows it. You don't even need to play it out because you're just like, I know, I know it. 
Like, it's fine. Let's move on. So you don't even get to watch. Like, I feel like when you have jankier like wins and stuff, it's like, oh, but I do this thing to untap that, to do yeah, this, exactly. do that. And like, maybe I'm going to kill you. Maybe I'm not. Like, it's like exciting. And then this is just <laughs> like, nope, it's over and you can't do anything. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, don't get you. to like walk through my four card combo and Gave and be like, and then I sack this and do this and do that. Sometimes <laughs> I do. Sometimes if someone's like, what's the combo again? I'm like, okay, I'll demonstrate it. But usually it's like, and then I get the combo and I win, which is fine. Like that type of stuff is fine at a certain power level. And I feel fine at a certain power level doing it. But if I was doing that against pre-cons and I was like, and I win, it's like, eh, you know? Yeah. But like in CDH, there's an option for other players to interact. It's like, even when those inevitable wins come in CDH, where it's like, and I do this, this, and that, and then I win. It's still like pretty tense up until the last moment because people are trying to fight or they either like, you just had a crazy stack battle and the person who's winning rightfully does it because they're, they're swooping in, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like in CDH, the wins themselves aren't very interesting, but the way that you get there is always through a lot of interaction. It's usually yep. a pretty interesting yep. path. Whereas in like casual, it's usually kind of the opposite. Like getting there is often just like playing a bunch of pieces that slowly add together. And then the thing that you end up with in the end is some cool engine or some cool, you know, combat step or something that yeah. is like more interesting. Um, so it's just kind of flipped between those two. This is kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if we've talked about this, but um, you know, we'll probably get a question about it at some point if we haven't already, but I will say like, what makes crater hoof more interesting than some kind of combo win, you know, like it's still just playing one card and it ends the game. But is the fact that it has like big power, everyone's like, whoa, a 15 15 coming yeah, at just, me. It's so it, Timmy. It's not just that yeah. that's going to win, too, though, right? Like you have to have a board state. Like mm -hmm. if you still, just play Creator Hoof, it's yeah. like, okay, swing at me, fucking hoe. Well, and you just saying, you can't just have like, it to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that there's this like, there's this thing where not always, but a lot of people disparage combo wins. And then things like Crater Hoof, I mean, I'm sure some people disparage those too, but they just feel way more accepted to be like, you know, and, and it's a very similar thing. It's a card that when played at the right moment is going to win you the game right in that moment. But when people get crushed by Crater Hoof, they're like, wow, good game. And when they get comboed out, they're like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, those are drastic examples. <laughs> I think it just comes down to a lot of people perceive any way that's not just strictly combat damage as a win as like an alternate win con and and find those yeah. not very interesting it's like but i i always like to remember that a lot of those weird win cons have existed in magic for an extremely long time like yeah, some dude. of the early degenerate stuff is like drain decks and stuff so it's not it's not like the game has gone this long time without other things besides combat damage yeah, for real. Well, for sure. What do we feel? What do we feel about the salt rating here? I mean, this one's big salt too, you know. Uh, but but this is like a different kind of salt. Where that first one is a really salty player. That first story. This one is like a salty situation. Like I would go crazy if someone was being a dickhead like this at a table. I and hopefully I'd be able to give my friend the eye and band together and, you know, knock that person out. <laughs> yep. That quick side eye, you know? Exactly. This is kind of like that Guillaume's Kitchen story we heard the other day, too, where you get three people together that kind of know what they're looking for, 
are on the same page and then you get someone that shows up and wants something very different from that. Yeah, way different. And you just it's not even a like the deck matching problem is an issue, but it's it's always an attitude problem that leads to that of like why you're trying to sit down to play. Uh, totally. And it's not just like to play something that fits with what other people are playing. Yeah. Like those people are sitting down to stomp, you know, like it, it's the pub stomp name. Like they want to crush a group of people with very little resistance and they find that fun. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> if you want to see your deck pop off in a fast way, goldfish it, man. Yeah. You know, it's literally the same thing. Cause you're playing with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just bring some friends over and be like, Hey, watch me goldfish this deck. Like, that's cool. <laughs> Dude, wow, that's great. We joke, but Pat and I have been doing that a lot. Dude, I've, I, <laughs> I guess you have definitely too, yeah. done that. I've, I've been doing that. Definitely done that. It's fun. It's, it's cool even to see how decks pop off. It's pretty good with CDH decks too. It's like, oh, and now I do this and this, and I don't need to worry about man. all my stuff getting countered because there aren't three other players. Yeah, <laughs> that is the one danger of gold fishing. Is <laughs> I think you mentioned this once, Mike. You're like, you're like, all these removal cards in my deck are pointless. I'm just gonna cut them up. They're all dead weight in my hand. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to factor in for that shit. Well, thank you, Accidental TPK. Appreciate the salt. Shall we move on, boys? Another one. Another one, indeed. This one comes to us. Uh, this was a email submission, and it comes to us from user Antiferi. Like A-N Teferi. The anti-Teferi. Not an Teferi. Well, it's Antiferi. But... Not anal tea. <laughs> yeah, is this anal tea? <laughs> 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 anyone that's, that's showing up anyone that's showing up where this is their first episode is yeah, like so excuse me <laughs> anal tea anal tea God. the least refreshing summertime drink oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god man. what a horrible image i showed immense restraint for not telling that joke in the last episode we talked about anal tea <laughs> yeah not enough restraint though because it showed up here <laughs> well if you know me i am a man of little restraint <laughs> i mean we talked about when we were in vegas we talked about how quickly i succumbed to peer pressure it's like so easily <laughs> yeah. if i'm like i'm not going to do that and someone's like you should i'll be like yeah you're right <laughs> no someone will be like you'll be like i'm not gonna do that and mike's gonna be like okay i will and then you're like all right i will fine yeah it's even worse Fucking making me like, fine i guess i will then you're like i'm not asking you to and i'm like don't Please ask me again I, mike because i'm do gonna what, do it already only do what you want to do sam <laughs> fine twist my arm yeah. <laughs> exactly how it is oh uh, man my wife would agree so wholeheartedly if she heard this. It's my entire life, man. Well, oh, Sam, can I pressure you into uh, reading us another another mail time here? Yeah, I'd love to, Mike. I'd live for your approval. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is titled Ever Scoop Because of a Soul Ring? No. Well, we'll see. And it goes. <laughs> At my local LGS, my wife and I sat down to play with two players from outside our normal playgroup. I can't remember the exact decks being played, but three of the four were pre-con level. 
The fourth was run by a player who has earned the nickname Xerox. (laughs) He typically shows up to the store with sheets of cards that he's printed out, cuts them, and sleeves them up for games. I don't have an issue with proxies, but it seems that he loves high-powered decks and salty strategies and running them at lower power tables. In this case, it was a mono-black Erebus sacrifice deck. He downplayed the power level of his deck during the Rule Zero conversation. Well, this sounds familiar. So, needless to say, with no creatures, no meaningful way to interact, we got stomped. I was salty about what I felt was dishonest discussion about his deck. Unfortunately for him, I'm not the type of player to say I won't play with someone. Mm. I wanted him to not wish to play against me. (laughs) (laughs) So I pulled out my pet deck, Anawan, the Ruin Thief, Rogue Tribal deck. His first turn, he played a Swamp and a Soul Ring. My first turn went Island, Mana Crypt, Thieving Skydiver, targeting (laughs) his Soul Ring. He scooped. He now warns people that I should be taken out first whenever he sees me playing. (laughs) We've played a few times since then, but the mission was accomplished. I love that. That's great. I'm such a big fan of this. I'm such a big fan of this. And I love the like self-awareness to know that you're not someone that wants to just like exclude someone that, and say you're not going to play with them too. Yeah. Because I think we give that advice sometimes too. We're like, you know, if you can help it, try to not play with that player. And that works for a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, just deciding to make a play that states your opinion is, <laughs> yeah. is a pretty, it's a pretty good way of doing it. Especially when like this play, the mana crypt thieving skydiver, stealing a stole ring, so stealing a soul ring. Well, it is, was a stole ring in the moment. A stole ring. Acquiring <laughs> a stole ring. Um, <laughs> that is like, if you're sitting that, if you're sitting at the table and that's in your hand, there's there's a very slim chance that that is not the like best play for you to make. Oh, 100%. like that's setting you up for an insane next turn, and it's like completely demolishing that person's turn. Like you're, it's very strong play to make. So the other player can't even be grumpy of it. As like it's not even spite. It's just like it just yeah. roasted them. <laughs> like it it hit that other player hard, and it's also optimal play for the rogue deck. I, I really like this because. In our previous story, Accidental TBK talked about how they like ganged up with some friends to knock out this pub stomper. And I like that too. You know, we, we actually hear a lot of stories about people having to do that. And I think there isn't, like you're saying, Mike, I think sometimes you do need to kind of send that message or, you know, be like, hey, we can play imbalanced decks too if this is the game you want to play. Mm-hmm. But I do love how this is done with a thief deck. Um, Specifically Anawan, because I used to have an Anawan <laughs> thief deck where I would steal everybody's shit. And this is like living the dream, like stealing someone's turn one soul ring. And I'm sure that that hand that the pub stomper had was like, Gas. You know, you, yeah, you you get a hand that has a land and a soul ring and you've shaped your whole game around it. Like you're, you know, you don't need another land in there. You can play that three drop. You know what I mean? Like a hand with a soul ring in it is often a riskier, more gassed up hand than a typical hand. And if you lose that soul ring, man, like you just, sometimes you're just fucked. Yeah. You can't do anything after that. And a thief deck, you were kind of mentioning this, but a thief deck too, or decks that use your opponent's resources are, are generally just an excellent way of kind of flattening out the power level of something. Um, 
probably not if you're running a mana crypt in your thief deck, but like otherwise you're using other people's stuff. So if everyone is running really high power decks, you're getting high power cards off the top. If people are running kind of mid stuff, you're getting kind of mid stuff. Um, so I think that's a really flexible place uh, to play yeah. as well. And I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty solid way of like, if something, if someone is running something a little too strong, uh, they'll keep noticing it because all their stuff is getting thrown back in their face. It's funny because accidental TPK actually said something like this the other day in the Patreon where they were saying like the best thing to do when somebody has a really powerful commander or really like broken commander or is playing really broken cards is to steal those cards and use them against yeah. that other person. Yeah. Which is, it is true. You know, I mean, Tony, you still shouldn't play Rubinia, but it is true. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel for this person. Cause I feel like I know where that salt's coming from. Like, I feel like I've definitely had like rocks stolen or countered and you're just like, uh, cause you're right. Like you definitely, you look at your hand and you're like, all right, sick. I've got like this, this mana source here in particular, like when it's like an arcane signet, sometimes I almost feel like it's worse. Cause that's like, I feel like I've moved into the realm where I play like more multicolored commanders. So colored mana matters. Yeah. You need that. signet, uh, And so it's like losing that is pretty rough. Cause a lot of times, sometimes that's going to get you into like your draw spell or whatever it is. So it just like totally kind of fucks you. And then you're just top decking until you get something that works, but it's like, it definitely hurts. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> Early tempo disruption is so demoralizing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. losing an early <laughs> mana source or, um, man, the other day we were playing a game. This might have been a few weeks ago now. We were playing a game with Pat and Nick. Uh, and I think it might have been, it was one of you guys. I don't fucking remember. Oh, no, it was, um, might have been Brett. Who knows? I just named all the possible people it could be. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're playing a game. <laughs> so we're playing a game and Nick was playing his Bruvac deck and we're, he had like a bad start in the previous game and he was like, I just kept a bad hand and it was kind of, you know, sometimes you see someone at your table just like not really doing anything and you're like, that's eh, kind of a bummer. Like they're not having fun. And I could tell Nick was kind of checking out because he just wasn't having a good time because he wasn't doing anything. So you're hearing synth noises. Yes, we were hearing synth noises in the background. I was like, can you beat your mic? <laughs> and he was like, so for the second game, I was like, make sure you mulligan. And he's like, I am. He's like, I got a good hand. I got a good keeper. And it was like turn one or turn two that Pat played a winds of change and just wheeled all of us. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> and, and Nick's good hand was just like completely gone. And he had another game where he just did fucking nothing. <laughs> and he just got like brutalized by that winds of change on like turn one or two, which none of us would have, none of us were really expecting it, but man, it came out. I think it was a Nekusar deck. It came mm -hmm. out and just like, the tempo disruption for all of us, like you have your turns planned out, how you're going to sequence things was all completely ruined. I think I wheeled into a hand of like five or six basic lands. It's like, cool. That's great. Yeah. Woof. I've actually heard that. Um, give a shout out to our friend dash hope 69 on Reddit. <laughs> uh, who, who's a big MLD aficionado. Yeah. And he was saying that the best time to play mass land destruction 
is very early in the game, as early as possible in the game, because it's a tempo hit. If everybody is building their boards and you have like two rocks down and the other people don't, that's when you play your MLD because they're building back from nothing and you're building back from just a little bit more. And it's early enough in the game where generally the salt isn't as huge because it's not a game reset, but it's enough of a tempo hit to give you that advantage where you, you move ahead. I mean, if it's turn four and someone hits, hits me with land destruction, I guess I'm less salty. Maybe I'm probably fucking annoyed still. Nah, I fuck that. No, <laughs> no. Nah. Changing my mind. I think that's still trash. What if it's turn two? No, not even turn two. Unless I have a soul ring and arcane signet and like popped out a, uh, a signet, some other signet and somebody <laughs> like not. wheeled so that I got a full hand out of it. Then, then they <laughs> certainly can do not. Then that's okay. Then I'm taking notes. I'm building a deck to do exactly that and then run map <laughs> mass land destruction. And they're still going to cry. Yeah, you better not complain at that point. <laughs> if we that have scenario happens, record. I will not cry. I will probably be joyous because now I will be ahead. And we'll <laughs> play this back. But but see, Mike is building that deck where all of us get that. So you're actually the same. Then why even do it to begin with, right? That's the <laughs> well, because then he's going to play Vandal Blast and get rid of the rocks that you got. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mono board wipe. <laughs> I think there's some truth that disruption early is really strong, but I also think that in a lot of pods, there's like this light gentleman's agreement to not interfere with each other's board as everyone's setting up. Totally. Um, and that totally mm. exists. So it is definitely something to be careful about. Um, you know, don't don't break that out on the new player, but do break that out on the pub stomper. That's yeah. what I love about this story so much. Or or have have some of that disruption stuff in your higher power pods, you mm-hmm. know? Like in CDH, if it's turn one, you can guarantee I'm dropping a mental misplay on a soul ring. Like I don't give yeah, a fuck. Every time. Like that mm-hmm. is the right move, you know? And I translate that down to high power. Like if I yep. happen to have a mental misplay and we're playing, you know, decks that are at eight out of ten, I'm fucking crushing that one drop you have because it's the right move. Yeah, it's sad, but it's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's correct. Well, how do we feel about the salt rating here? I think this is just sweet, delicious, beefy candy, man. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, this makes you want to rebuild my Anawan Rogue deck. Yep. It's a little salted toffee, I think, right? Mm, ooh, it is salted toffee. The only problem with that deck is it sucked so much ass playing over webcam it was like awful yeah a lot of the stuff i want to be like taking cards out of your deck and you don't see what i'm taking like even praetor's grasp over webcam oh yeah it's just impossible bad you can't do it it's actually impossible yeah i would say uh it is definitely like salted toffee because i I don't like salted toffee and i didn't really (laughs) love that animal deck I don't even remember. I think it like milled us to death. Yeah, it was mill. I think it was like the worst of so many things. It was like milling, stealing people's shit. Like, yeah, it was milling, stealing, deck disruption as well. I had like four or five cards where I could just tutor stuff out of your deck and take it or just get rid of it, which is nice. awesome. I distinctly remember <laughs> using it on Mike and Mike being like, I fucking hate this deck. <laughs> Mike like broke. It was great. I was like, I'm just going to search through your deck and uh, what's your most powerful card in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, take that out. 
<laughs> and you can also tell people salt when you have to when you get to situations like that like depending upon what they tell you if they're like you can search my deck like whatever you find like that's fine or if yeah. they like this card but yeah it's like bolus is citadel <laughs> all right <laughs> fucking take oh, that shit okay i uh, do remember that <laughs> i actually stole there was one game I was playing Ragavan for like the first time and it gave Ragavan a bad rap because I fucking popped off. Oh man. But it's because yeah. I stole, I hit Nick. He was playing Adelaide's and whatever. It's the like token copy commander, the Simic one. Oh, so you're like, thinking of um Isn't it Adelaide's? No, no Adelaide's the wizard a, one. Oh, that's the wizard. The one I briefly made. Yeah. Oh, Adrix and Nev and Adrix and Adrix and Nev basically the same thing i said basically the same thing uh but so i hit him he had a bribery off the top that i ripped and he's like you should target me and you should get a consecrated sphinx and i was like <laughs> yeah. you're fucking right that is exactly yep. what i'm gonna do and then i was just like no one it was kind of early in the game i think it was like turn four it was probably like turned uh, like two. ramped into it. Yeah, you ramped uh, into it like hard with treasures over a couple turns. And I yeah. was just like fucking living the dream. And everybody's uh, like, oh, that deck's like insane. But really, it was just that I had a fucking consecrated things out. And it's yeah. like hasn't uh hasn't done so well since because you realize that like sometimes you get lucky and you hit a bribery and then you get a consecrated sphinx. And, and then sometimes you... you hit three lands in the same <laughs> fucking game that you can't even play. True. <laughs> so you're like, get fucking wrecked. That game you also got a Morag Fury of Akum. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you were getting oh, like did. multiple combat steps and like stealing multiple shit with Ragavan. And yeah. it was like it was just so brutal, man. We, we yeah, actually it, talked about this the other day because it sounded like you played Ragavan and like didn't do well. And we were talking about how and Nick was Nick said something like, I remember Ragavan being way more powerful. Yeah. He was like, did you tune it down? And I was like, yeah. no, I just didn't get a consecrated. Space yeah. off the top. <laughs> like I got no value off of the the other decks. Like that's just one of those typical decks where like for me, my Ragavan deck is like fucking red good stuff plus like evasion to hope that you yeah but it, it, it really relies stealing. on you like getting things from other people because red always falls into that trap of like you know it's fucking red and like you're gonna have no hand and you're just gonna sit there and be like uh yeah i didn't burn you because you have 40 fucking life you you've know? like threaten effects in there right like you can steal creatures and attack with yeah, them. yeah 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 so i have some of that but anyway <laughs> Did we do the salt rating on this already? Is that yeah, what that just yeah we, we did. did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we morphed from from the salt rating into talking about your Ragavan deck winning. What do we say? Do we do we want to fit in another one? We kind of did three. We did kind of do three. Give me that. Give me that time of the week. I think I'm ready for Ooh, it. Oh, it's the time of the week. What time? I've got. Oh, I think a it's really the salty uh, one. Everybody loves it a lot. What are you guys talking about? So what, are we, what are we doing? That time of the week that comes every week. It's uh, the not, salty card. I'm not of the aware. Week. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. The salty card of the week. Oh, well, <laughs> I do know that. Okay, yeah, great. Put it like that. Like, okay. Yeah. Is that the time of the week where we say, Mike, what's the salty card of the week? We got there. Let's go. It is the salty, salty card of the week. Salty card of the week. Yeah. <laughs> oh i love the end yeah those get me every time (laughs) 
I like know it's coming. Like I can see you're gonna do it. The, the like warm up. There's a deep thing. inhale too. Yeah, I like step back. <laughs> yeah, like, rep. <laughs> I like crouch down a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully, my uh, microphone picked that up because I got it. Okay, got good. It. Definitely got it. Definitely got it. Well, the salty card of the week this week is Mana Crypt. Oh, nice. I'm surprised that's on the list. Oh, it's on the list. So Mana Crypt is a zero mana artifact. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, Mana Crypt deals three damage to you. It has tap, add two colorless. Mm. So we'll mix it up. Sam. Does this one make you salty? Ooh, wow. I wasn't ready to go first. No, you never are. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> cut, cut this. Cut this. <laughs> um, no, no. Mancrypt doesn't make me salty at all. Um, in fact, I play it in some casual decks. Like I, I'm I'm kind of cool with it. I think Mana Crypt is just a super powerful card. In CDH, it slaps. You got to have it in there uh, in the vast majority of decks. There's some very corner case ones where maybe you don't want it. And then in casual, I will say like it is a very powerful accelerant. So in some casual games, you may not want to run it. But I also don't think you need it in the vast majority of casual games. In like high power casual, I've experimented with it, uh, especially in... Like I ran it in my Gave deck and I ran it in my Roger Arden equipment deck. And that's because those decks have a lot of reliance on uh, colorless mana, you know, like for equip mm. costs and things like that. Like having an additional source of colorless that give, gives you that is really useful. And with Gave, he's so expensive and I run a really lean mana base that I needed that extra bit of acceleration for like the consistency factor. I think in a lot of casual decks, it's going to be skewing. And honestly, the damage can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of games where someone's running Mana Crypt in casual and they're just fucking losing every flip ban. Even yeah, they take like CDH. 15 damage over the course of the game. Yeah. And like in CDH, you can deal with that because combat damage isn't as prevalent. And there's usually only like four or five flips, you know, totally. like in a CDH game, mm-hmm. a casual game where you might go to 15 turns in an insane one, like yeah. might go really long. That crypt is just going to chunk you. It's going to kill you. Yeah. Like. I think that's a good point that like CDH games are really only going typically like six ish turns is on the high side, right? A lot of them are trying to win on turn two, three. So if you've got like a meta where you have a lot of like control decks and stuff, it'll go longer. But in general, the, the avenue for life to be lost is lower. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, so Tony, does it make you salty? Um, you know, the missed trigger on mm. the upkeep makes me salty mm-hmm. because, Ooh, and I mean, I I've that, fucking dude. done it too. But it's like when people like don't do it, and then they're like halfway through their turn or on the next turn, they realize that they haven't done it like twice. It's like, oh, we got to flip again. My salt usually shows because I'm like, you fucking miss it, so you just have to take the damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a big offender of that. I feel like that's like a, a good, I almost want to just be like a house rule of like, if you play Mana Crypt and you miss the trigger, guess what? You fucking just took three damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish that's like a thing. And I do it too. So like, yeah, I, I, wish, I think everyone misses it, but I it wish is the, annoying. 
I wish the trigger just read, if you don't win the flip, Mana Crypt deals three damage to you. Because then every time you miss it, oh, you didn't win the flip. So yeah. you take the three damage. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's like, we had this conversation, not to go completely off tangent Go here. off, Queen. We had, we had a conversation the other day about who's responsible for tracking Ristic Study, I think. Oh, but we yeah. We might have also Ristic had the same conversation triggers. for Smothering Tithe. And for Smothering Tithe, you get a treasure unless they pay two. Uh, for Ristic Study, you may draw a card unless they they pay one yeah so it's sort of like who's responsible should actually be flipped for that like smothering tithe the person drawing should have to remember that they need to pay two in order yeah. to to not give a treasure uh whereas the rustic study person has to ask if they're paying the one so anywho those may effects are less forgiving when you forget them because you're like well you didn't remember so you're not going to get it right yeah Basically, like that's usually where we default with risk. It's like, eh, mm-hmm. you didn't remember. Actually, usually yeah. we just let the person take it. But if it's like a CDH thing, we'll be like, well, you didn't remember, so you don't get it. You know? Yeah. Where the smothering tithe, it's like you didn't remember, but you have to get the treasure. You know? Yeah. Like there's, there's no, uh, it's not a may. Like you get the treasure. It's the drawer that did not remember to pay. Yeah. I agree with Tony that effects like that add to this like bookkeeping complexity mm-hmm. that. I don't always love because when someone forgets, it can be game altering and it can be kind of annoying. Um, not as much with mana crypt, but it certainly adds up. I mean, if your life total gets really, really low and you're like, shit, I forgot two flips. It's like, well, yeah, it can matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it can definitely matter. Like that puts you from 12 to six. Like... Yeah, totally. The one I always forget is mana vault and how mm-hmm. it deals one damage to you when it's tapped. I'm always, always forgetting that. Yeah. Like it's I tough. just never think of it. What do you think about this, Mike? How do you feel about Mana Crypt? Yeah, I, I second what Tony said. It makes me salty when I miss this, the triggers because <laughs> I miss them all the time. Uh, and I feel, and I always feel bad then because I'm like, you know, messing up the game state. I dislike that aspect of it. I feel like it also like delays it almost because it's like you're in the middle of your turn. You're like popping off doing something, and then you'd be like, Oh, and I forgot my mana crypt, so I'm gonna also roll for that Let's right do that now. Right now. So yeah, he like yep. does that, and then it's like, Okay, I did get that, like, dude. <laughs> like, but I don't think it makes me salty, like, as a game piece. I do agree that yeah. there's even a place for it in casual commander sometimes. And one of the places that I think it's uh, kind of okay in a casual list is, is on like really garbage commanders like it's kind of okay <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it's just supporting a deck that's otherwise really weak but you know the bit of extra mana lets it run at a slightly higher level i sometimes don't mind when like these staply type cards are put into low power decks um where like the kind of the shell of it the things that are it's trying to do are pretty low powered anyway so it just gets a little bit of acceleration to get it there that's a good point it's kind of like the mid-range of power levels are really where something like this greatly swings it in favor of one person or the other. Because right. in in high power casual, everyone's already rocking like pretty spicy decks. CDH, obviously, we've talked about that. Low power, it probably doesn't move the needle enough. If you're playing like a low power deck with a eight mana commander, an extra two mana is probably not moving the needle enough to like give you this massive advantage. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Where does it sit on the list, Mike? So this is pretty deep down there. This is 76th on okay. the spicy cards. And 
I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Why do you think this card is so high up? There's a perception with Mana Crypt that like fully encapsulates power mismatch. Mm -hmm. Like the turn one Mana Crypt. If someone is like, oh, we sat down at a table with someone else. We said, hey, we're all going to play power level sixes. And they turn one Mana Crypted. Mm -hmm. Immediately, you're like, fuck this person. They're playing a super powerful deck because it's a known powerful card. It's an expensive card. Uh, which I think generates some of the salt too. Yeah, There's like an exclusivity like a sign. Deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's signpost the... of like a very powerful deck that's coming. Yeah, it's through. like, I'm here to fucking slap right now. Even <laughs> if you accidentally <laughs> just like, that's the best card in the whole fucking deck. Yeah. And which, <laughs> you which happen to draw it. It's bad it for you because is. like, it shouldn't be the best card in the deck. Like, it might be the, though. It's the pub stompers boot. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. the real. item they're using to just trample on people. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the sound up. of it's the sound of the boots coming down a hallway. You see it in your yeah. life. You're like, here they come. I know it's coming. They just did like a savannah into, you know, like some OG dual land into a mana crypt. I know the pub stomp is coming. I yeah, know these really. boots are made for walking is like playing in the background and <laughs> yeah. like they're about to fucking they're just lining up your face and their heel (laughs) totally and i think that this is one of those cards that's probably on here for a fair bit because of the the price you know yeah like which almost feels weird because like i guess i don't remember what it is it's not mythic is it or is it yeah it's It's printed at mythic most recently i don't i think when it was initially printed i mean it was earlier than when mythic got introduced to the game so the initial printings are probably at rare but I mean, it's just um, still in going double up, masters, which is it's, mythic. it's like blows my mind because it hasn't it been reprinted twice recently. Am I am I crazy? Is it just once? Well, it's double masters, I think, was the most recent reprint. Yeah. Let me see if I can look into it. And then um, there was it was double masters. And then before that was the mystery boxes. Yeah, the oh, mystery yeah that's boosters. what it was. Those are the two I'm thinking of that it was printed in mystery boosters. And that's when I pulled two mana crypts from a single box and felt like a fucking god. Ugh. This card does make me salty because Sam ripped two of them from a box. <laughs> and then I sold mine to you, Tony, or I traded it to you, Tony. Remember? Oh, is that I, how the, the crypt that you have? I traded to you. Oh, yeah. For like a bunch of shit, right? A bunch of shit. A bunch of good shit. A bunch of good shit that I shouldn't have traded because <laughs> I want all of it again. I wish I still had the crypt, so I'll trade you back. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. No, because that was like finale of devastation. Like, there's, oh, there's yeah. Like never a lot mind. Of stuff I'll take I it back. There. I was going to say, there's no fucking way you want that back. <laughs> yeah. The finale is, I need that. I Even need that just shit. the finale. Like, and I know there's other good stuff in there too that I was like, I don't play these color decks really or decks that do this. And now <laughs> I definitely fucking do. You've expanded your horizons a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was when we started proxying, and I was like, I don't need two mana crypts. Like, there's no reason for me to own two of these. I can just own one and put proxies in decks. Yeah, that's still real, too. You don't even need to own one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it does. I think, Tony, I think you might agree that owning one mana crypt does make you like a little bit better than everybody else. <laughs> right, Mike? I mean, how do you feel you know, about that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also, not own, own a mana crypt? I also own a mana crypt, so... Oh, I thought you were hinting that you did. That's why I was really doubling down. Well, I was just that. upset that you briefly owned two. Didn't Meeks and Leaks <laughs> get you it? Am I making that up? I think... You, I don't think... I don't think so. There I think you might have like suggested somewhere it. that I, some well, I think lands. she had, like, asked for, like... ass fetch lands. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's you fun. gave... Yeah, that's what happened. You, like, gave her recommendations. I gave her a list of us, the like, these are things. was a mana crypt. <laughs> yeah. And you told me after. I was like, I'm so glad that that was not... <laughs> I, do, I do not need 
a gift of a mana crypt. I do. I mean, that would be fucking great. Are you kidding? Me? I wouldn't be sad about it. I'll I want a mana crypt. Only it's if amazing. it's the Kaladesh Inventions one. Oh, oh God, man! <laughs> what a card! That is a beautiful card. Yep, those are hot. Those are those are those are cards that I will never own. No, me yeah, neither. But they're so good. I like looked once or twice and like. I didn't even I didn't put them in a cart, but like I feel like that's no. usually the dangerous thing for me. Like once I put it in a cart and I, <laughs> if I've put it in a cart, that's a bad sign. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, definitely considering it. But I like wanted to. I feel like I hovered it and I was like, I just can't. <laughs> like this It's is crazy because like, even like the lamest Kaladesh invention is like 40 or 50 bucks. And it's like some shitty artifact that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're just fucking it's like a sexy. dingus egg or something. I don't know what it really is, but <laughs> shout out like, to dingus egg. It's like not good. I really and I was looking at it. And I was like, maybe I just buy this. It's like, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. Shit. <laughs> that feels like the someday when I have like a blinged out deck because I won the lottery, like that level oh, of blinged out deck. Yeah. I would have all those. Oh, definitely dude. Yeah. Like, I can have like my little Joe, Joe Blow, Joe Schmo, like Joe Blow. Oh, oh my god! I'll have my version well, of a blink that deck, which will be like cool. But you guys want to know something crazy? The Soul Ring, the Soul Ring Masterwork is actually more expensive than the Mana Crypt. Oh, definitely, dude. Soul Ring. Yeah, I think Soul Ring is kind of better than Mana Crypt. Yeah, say that right now. No. Yeah, definitely. No. No strings attached, and it doesn't come with that pub stomping signpost <laughs> okay that's it fair. doesn't let you uh come in as hot on a turn one you know mm. yeah yeah that's true but like like you could play kyrick turn one with a mana crypt in more scenarios than you could play it with a soul ring i'm talking about like all power levels i think i know I think you're soul talking ring about her i'm 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 just thinking like as a whole you're probably right but i think in the scenarios that it's actually should be used for the mana yeah, crypt can, is always like the better yeah i mean the extra mana of acceleration is just crazy uh the last thing i'll say about mana crypt is play tavern scoundrel because whenever you flip a coin you create two treasures oh that's some <laughs> that's some secret mana crypt tech for all of you out there so any deck that you have a uh mana crypt in you have to slot in uh what is it called a tavern one tavern scoundrel i can picture the art i just can't remember the name of the card yeah yeah and it doesn't matter if the colors are off just put it behind a land or something and like yeah (laughs) all right well that uh wraps it up for the salty card of the week thanks for getting salty about it or not in this instance yeah we weren't we kind of like it (laughs) (laughs) but we're cdh players like what what are you gonna think you know yeah uh, we acknowledged, we acknowledged the salt. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine, everybody. We really appreciate you coming and uh, spending some time with us in the salt mine, you know, hanging out, talking salt. And we appreciate you sending in these wonderful salty stories. Uh, if you want to be on a future mail time, send us your salty stories to our Gmail at howlingsaltmine at gmail.com or DM them to us on various social media you know, we kind of pull them from, from everywhere. Um, speaking of the various social media, we are at the Howling Salt Mine on Reddit, the Howling Salt Mine on Instagram, and Howling Salt Mine on Twitter. And you can also find our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine, where we have bonus episodes every month. 
We have an awesome Discord that we're chatting in. And, you know, if you just want to show some appreciation for the show, give us a little bit of financial support so we can continue to grow and do cool things. Um, that's where you want to do it. So come on in. We got a fun little community that's brewing. I'm not going to lie. I felt the need to look up the uh, Kaladesh inventions. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. again. I could link and if you want. Sam was, <laughs> Sam was yeah. wrong because the soul ring is $753, but the mana crypt is $863. So Mike said that I wasn't, wasn't fucking me. trash. I'm looking at, I'm not uh, trash as Mike. <laughs> fucking gutter trash. <laughs> TCG. Like, oh, I'm looking the at the cheapest foil. ones Sorry, I'm looking are at like the fucking foil. 40 bucks. For well, for a noxious oh, gear hulk, that's kind of are useful. they only foil? Noxious they're they're only foil, right? Yeah, they're oh, only really? foil. This is probably okay. before foil was fucking garbage, though. Yeah, so. eh, it's kind of always been bad. You, what did you look on Card Kingdom? You who? You me? You? Tell I'm me. I'm on you TCG player. Oh, bro, must have fallen recently. You're fucking at me right now. And give us a five star rating on Spotify <laughs> <laughs> or wherever you listen to the podcast that really helps us grow the show. Nice. <laughs> and a uh, big shout out, of course, to our buddy JD Burnett for the amazing podcast art that he has given us. If you're in Asheville, North Carolina, go get a tattoo from this dude. I know I want to. I just am not in North Carolina very often, but one of these days. 10,000 subscribers. I'm coming, Devin. One of these days. Well, thanks again, everybody. Stay salty. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Well, welcome. Oh, man, I always fuck it up on the first word. I was that wasn't like, even me this time. Well, you literally well, just... welcome. Well, well, welcome. <laughs> so welcome. Bad. Welcome back to the Howling Song. Oh, I hate that podcast. so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much. <laughs> so bad. Oh, man. Uh, shit. Edit this out. Edit. <laughs> Edit. Edit it out. Cut this. Cut this. How you doing, Tony? Tony, did you freeze? I just want to get it right. I just want to get it right. Oh, did Tony, Tony freeze? did freeze. Tony froze. Oh my God. This has never happened before. No, this is a first. Wow. What what do? I mean, he could leave and come back. I have no idea. What do we do? We could stop the recording, start a new one, and then stitch them together. Hmm. I'll tell Tony he's gone. Yeah. Oh, oh. is he coming back? Oh, oh, he's back. Hey, was yeah. it me? Yeah, yeah you froze. It was dude. you. Uh, it was funny because my, my <laughs> Mike was like looking something up and I was like, Tony, how's it going? And you were just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like heard that last bit. And I was like, maybe like cut this. And I was like, no, if you don't cut it. Fuck him for not having it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden like silence and i was like oh sorry was that too harsh (laughs) (laughs) then you guys were moving and i was like oh no (laughs) so can you imagine (laughs) the next time tony says something slightly off we just have to be like total silence